Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Worlds Collide, a wrestling card podcast for wrestling fans by wrestling fans. Featuring Tony Bella from WrestlingTradingCards.com. This is like a, a stock market. Like- and Zan Morning from Wrestling With Cards on YouTube. And I'm not saying there's a right or wrong answer. I'm just posing the question. Join them as they navigate the world of wrestling cards, helping you build a bigger and better collection and making some money along the way. What is up, wrestling fans and trading card collectors? This is your card. This is your show. This is the World's <laughs> Collide podcast. And these are... I, I like doing these. You know, we've we've had pretty good feedback on these. Uh, we haven't had a lot. We've had some feedback about what people like and what they don't like as far as like these cards, because that's what we want. We want your feedback. So yep. today we're talking about Randy Orton. So we're definitely going to want to hear your feedback about Randy Never Orton. Never heard of him. Yeah, he's, he's a new guy. <laughs> he might get, he might be there one day. Who knows? Okay. But we want to know, what do you like about Randy Orton? Are you going to like the cards we talk about today? Are you going to dislike it, which is cool? We'd like to hear what you like. And we're going to kick it off with course training card database. We like to talk about like they, they have the estimated number of total cards of different cards, 1,581 Randy Orton cards. It seems like yeah, he's, what did he celebrate his 20 or 25th year or something 20th like that? 20th year. Okay. Yeah. 20 years and he's only got this many cards as much as tops produced again this is one of those things where it's not I would, tops man well i'm just saying with the tops run like how many yeah, you were got, produced? You got, that's just this tops run you got yeah. uh, slam attacks you got foreign Flair. international stuff you've got Fleer. you've got there's a lot of different things out there so prism 1581 <laughs> i mean prism yeah it's prism now too there's 1581 parallels right there <laughs> that number should be double what it is right yeah. now, prism alone <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we haven't even got into the select cards that are going to come out with potentially. Uh, that's going to be fun. But as always, we got to start with the rookie card. We'll make this short and sweet because it's something that's really cool about some of these older wrestling cards is we do have a definitive rookie card. Everybody agrees on it. And it's just plain as day. 2002 Fleer Royal Rumble card number 14. I don't know what else we need to say about it. Nothing, but I just... Um... We'll get into it when we talk about thoughts about you know the, uh, his cards going forward kind of thing, but um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna repeat this later too. Uh, the card is grossly undervalued, um, in addition to just about everything for Randy Orton for the type of career this guy's had. Mm-hmm. 100% Hall of Famer, no question about that. Um, I, I just think that this is a guy that doesn't get talked about enough in our hobby for current modern stars. Because the fact that he's still going strong today in 2022. He looks better started, now than he did then. Yeah. Like, and physically, he, he 20, looks great. Yeah. Physically, his promos are better. His, in, yes. his ring, uh, work is, is amazing. Um, he's been putting, helping putting yes, and these guys over. I mean, he's just, he's just overlooked from the collectible, from the uh, collecting standpoint, from a trading card standpoint. He's just kind of overlooked. Like he's not get, commanding uh, the type of money that I think that he deserves or should be getting. I mean, 
people look at that that 2002 Royal Rumble and they look at John Cena. That's that's the that's the money maker from that set. Mm-hmm. But Randy needs to be in that same category, man. I I don't know why if, a, if there's a John Cena card going for a grand, why isn't Randy's card going close to a grand? I, I just don't get it. It's a great point. Something else related to Randy Orton. I and, saw and he's had a longer career now than he had and Cena has. That's yeah, that's a good point too. That's something I didn't even think of. Um, but you brought up kind of where undervalued where he's going. I'm going to put a pin in that also because there's something I want to ask you about and get your opinion that has to do with that. And I also saw some people talking on Twitter today. Also for 20 years, Randy Orton has been hearing voices in his head. Like you think this guy (laughs) would go talk to somebody about this by now or something. You would think, but you know, I I have to admit, you know, a weakness. And (laughs) I guess moving on to the best card, Tony, I will give you the floor on this one. I have two cards that I like of his. I like his 2007 Topps Chrome card number 44. Uh, I mean, even the the the, the card, the Chrome version, uh, the non-Chrome version is still cool. But I like the Chrome because mm-hmm. it's shiny. I just think it's cool. Um, just a standard great image, pose shot, studio shots. It's, it's a good looking card. I like it. I think it's got an orange trim to it. I believe on his, it's like an orange colored trim to it. Um, it just fits well. I, I just love that shot. It's a young Randy Orton too. He's only five years in the business that time. Uh, and then the, I like the 2021. I love the five timers club. I just think it's a yeah. kick-ass looking card. Yeah. I don't, that one completely slipped my mind. And I like that whole set, like everybody in it is, is just awesome. Um, just a great design of the card. It's a great shot of him holding a belt. Uh, it's just a cool looking card. Correct. Uh, I went with the 2014 tops Chrome card number 38. The reason my, my reason behind this is, and, and you, you can just Google the image. Uh, it's he's he's looking like a true you know his his nickname is the viper he's looking like a snake because he's kind of looking <laughs> over his shoulder at you and you're like all right is this guy going to rko me is this guy going to kick me is this guy going to shake my hand is he going to sign my card what is this guy going to do so it really fits his character and the life of his character first second is this is one of those it's a great image in a great set that you can go out and collect a rainbow you can not do any of that and just get the top parallel of your choosing. And that's something that I like about yours too is, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe the 07 Chrome, I know the five timers does, but these all have different variations. There are, there's a, there's a regular Chrome, there's the refractor, there's the X-fractor, X-fractor. and the superfractor, I think. So like, not only are you picking a good image of a card, but it's given you a little leeway to kind of have some fun with it or, you know, if Randy Orton's your favorite, like great opportunity to build rainbows of a, because I don't know about you, but sometimes with Carrying Cross, like I'm a super collector, so you got to have it all. And even if I have like five copies, I'll take 10. Like, if, <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll pull any, anytime I buy a collection, if there's cross stuff in there, I pull it. If, if, even if I already have it, because I want to be the best collector, like that's part of the fun. But yep. sometimes when you're putting together these rainbows, you're like, uh, this action shot, like it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> but on these cards that we've picked today, it's a cool image, cool sets. They just look amazing. And again, gives you some variety to play around with. Any any other yep. kind of final thoughts on those three cards that we've talked about? No, I, I think you hit it on the heads like that. It's just fun to go and it gives you options. I mean, even you can't go wrong, even with just the base of each one that we talked yes. about. Yeah. Uh, it's because it's the it's a we like those images and those shots. We feel they're they're, they're nice shots. I, I like that 2014 uh, Chrome. I'm looking at it right now. So I got that little smirky look. You know, it's kind of like that side profile thing. He's looking over his shoulder. And he looks he looks like he's going to beat and, the shit out of you. <laughs> and he's been like that his whole career. 
Like, yep. like you just never know what this guy's going to do. Like yep. I'm expecting him to kind of give that look to riddle and just RKO him. And then there goes that <laughs> tag team. And anytime yep. now it's going to happen. It's going to so, happen. Moving on to the worst card. And uh, we had kind of talked about this previously before we hit the record button. We, we, we pretty much picked the same card and it, it, it sucks. It is horrible. Yeah, I think uh, I think you picked. We picked the 2008. I picked the worst card. version. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You did because I I went like I, I was in the mood for Chrome, so I was doing my homework on this. Like I'm like, okay, let me go look at some um, some of the best shots like that. And I was doing some homework. I go, you know, everything I like is Chrome. Like I'm in that whole shiny yeah. mode right now because of because of Prism. Even before Prism came out, I was still like into like I love Chrome. Yeah. Top Chrome. Uh, shout out to Papa Bear there. Um, it's just, uh, I, I really enjoy the chrome look. And, and, and so I, I came across, I go, God, this is awful looking. This, 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 <laughs> this, this chrome version is this bad as card number 55 from the 2008 uh, Tops Heritage 3 chrome. Uh, and it's so funny because then I look at your show notes like that. It's like, oh, you just picked the same car, but non-chrome. At least mine's shiny. Yours is yeah, even worse. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And like, how, how do we explain this? It's like kind of a picture of his armpit. He's like kind of on the turnbuckle, like pounding somebody. Again, you guys can go Google it. It's 2008 Tops Heritage or Tops Chrome, card number 55. But for those of you not listening, again, it's, you know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of the, um, wow, I just, I just blanked. Um, it's, a, it's a horrible shot. But anyway, it's just, he's, it looks, I think the shot itself is like him, like hitting somebody, like he's like, Monty Gum. Sorry, I had to say it. I just yeah, remembered Monty the Monty. Gump. You know how they would zoom in on yes. just the most random, and that's exactly what this reminds me of. It does, and and not even a not in a good way, in a, in a funny ha ha way either. It's, no, uh, no, it's, 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 it's it's like bad. he's it's like he's pounding someone in the corner of the turnbuckle, something like that. It's just it's just really bad looking. It really is. <laughs> you I, know, I kind of want to go buy it now because it's so bad. Like it's so <laughs> like I, I would buy the Chrome version because again, you pointed out at least it's Chrome. The one I picked is just like uh, yeah stale super bad all right cards we would create um i'll go first on this one and this is uh i I would do a double-sided lenticular card so for those of you who don't know those are the cards that move if you're a Mm -hmm. sports guy listening to this that would be like the sport flicks uh art box did the wwe ones correct yeah they did uh one in 99 and one in 2001 and you just you move them and whatever the image is it moves with it so just yeah. kind of a cool it was it was almost like they were portable nfts on top shots before those yeah. were a thing <laughs> yep. but uh what i would do is a double-sided one and i would have randy orton on one doing the rko and on the back side i'd have diamond dallas page doing the diamond cutter that'd be hard because uh those lenticular cards yes. require full I'm almost thinking it would have to be similar to like a transcendent where it's a super thick card. They'd have to do something, something like that because most of the lenticular cards are plain backs. So they could probably do it just on a thicker card. But um, you know, I haven't, you know, when we create these, it seems like we're kind of going for the same stuff. And then immediately it popped into my head because, you know, if you go look at Randy Orton highlights, they're always RKOs. If you go look at diamond Dallas page, it's always, either he's thrown up the diamond cutter sign or he's just given somebody a diamond cutter in some weird way or fashion off the top rope, you know, yeah, uh, out of nowhere. Trade, trademark finishers. Our, and Randy Orton does the same thing. Like not only could he 
turn on you at any moment, but he'd also hit the RKO. They don't call it RKO out of nowhere for no reason. That's so right. I just thought it would be kind of a cool, you know, we've seen the fantasy matchups cards where they feature an, a throwback guy and a more of a new school guy. And I think this would be kind of a fun thing to do. That would be fun. That's cool. I like that. You're up. Uh, mine's very similar. Mine's a, a more of a booklet though. So on one side of the booklet, it'd be a lenticular motion type stuff of him doing an RKO. But I also thought maybe- Here we go again, picking the same similar thing. Yeah, but I, but I thought also, and I didn't put it down, I thought about just having thrown up the arms like he does, mm-hmm. posed. Just a full motion of him doing that. It's a pretty you know? trademark pose at this point. Yeah, and just doing that. But on the other side, so it's a booklet. So on the other side would be like maybe a relic and or an autograph of that, you know, maybe. So it's a, a thick booklet and just have that, something simple. But having a motion card, which, and just doing that, I think I actually take it over the RKO. I do the whole arms open thing more than I would do the RKO, I think. We talked a lot about doing booklets on stuff on here. I wonder, you know, maybe Panini will do something with that. But I just wonder, I think that's something collectors would really kind of drive to if it was done properly. And we've seen it in sports cards. I just, I don't know why they don't do it more in wrestling. Does uh, Panini ever do booklet type stuff or mm-hmm. no? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I think it'd be a matter of time before they do it. I mean, there's a lot of great ideas. I mean, we're definitely not the smartest guys on the planet, but uh, I think no. somebody over there probably would think of something similar like that too. Something else I just thought of, and this is probably just me and my kind of, you know, I love wrestling history. I think it would be cool to somehow incorporate a card that had, and I'm sure they're out there, but if I was going to create a card, um, you know, whether it was relic, I, I don't think the lenticular thing would work as well as my idea for this, but somehow incorporating Cowboy Bob Orton, you know, I, I would want it to have the the cast because that guy's still, if you go watch him to autograph signings, he's still wearing that thing and he'll probably hit you in the head what, with it. Yeah. What about a dual, a dual memorabilia relic card? Piece dad of the and, cast. Dad and him. Piece of the oh, cast. Oh man, that would be great. Yeah. And then I don't even know what, what would, what connects with Randy Orton outside of the RKO and the pose? I mean, what's like signature to him that'd be like, besides doing a t-shirt or a, maybe a turnbuckle? Yeah, that would, yeah, because that's where he does his pose. Yeah, yeah I mean, there, there's some things, but, uh, you know, that's another good thing. I know this is a little bit off topic, but we're going to have WWE Select coming out. Yep. And if they have a snakeskin parallel, come on. That, come that, on. That, that is exactly what exactly. you need on the yep. Randy Orton cards. Perfect. They don't do that. Someone there should be fired for dropping the ball on that one. Yeah, they do all the other animal prints and elephants and tiger stripes and cheetah and all that stuff. Might as well do the snake for Randy Orton. 100%. So this is where we were at. And you wanted to talk about this. And when you when you started talking about it, I was like, oh, yeah, great opportunity. Thoughts and opinions on Randy Orton cards going forward from popularity, value perspective. Here we go. I think it's going to be a matter of time um, and possibly short time here that I think people are going to start to understand and appreciate the kind of career this guy's had. Um, he definitely qualifies for being in that uh that category of some of your top 50 wrestlers of all time whatever whatever your list could be mm-hmm. i don't know if he's going to be on anybody's mount rushmore but he definitely deserves to be he's a surefire i mean he's a hall of famer no question absolutely. about that i mean yeah. absolutely um but his overall value i think i think if i was going to be investing in somebody that's a name today uh that's somebody i'd probably look at as randy orton I mean, we've already got the Vince McMahon stuff, who I've said is grossly undervalued, even for who it is for today. Mm-hmm. But, you know, God forbid that person dies anytime soon. It's like that. That stuff's going to go so much in value. You haven't seen 
<laughs> Vince McMahon pricing yet until uh, yeah. it, it's, it's going to go way up. And I think Randy Orton stuff is going to go up uh, considerably as he starts winding down towards the end of his career, which doesn't seem to be winding down anytime soon. Yeah. Um, again, again, we just talked about how good a shape he's in and his, yeah. he's just, he's a better performer now than he, he's been in a long time. Yeah. And I just, uh, I think that people just sort of sleep on that and forget just, you know, the contributions he put has put into the, to the industry. And um, people are so uh, fixated with, you know, Rock and Roman Reigns and Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair's and, you know, uh, you know, Brock Lesnar's and John Cena's even. I mean, these guys came out of the same rookie class like that. I mean, we, we could say the same thing about Batista. I was really, just getting ready to sense. say that, yeah. Uh, his longevity is nowhere near, obviously, what Randy Orton's. And Randy Orton from that class, Randy Orton has outlasted all those guys. Yep. I mean, for, for I mean, yeah, Brock's been around here and there, it's like that. And that dude's a freak of nature who does a lot of other things like that. And he's built a name as a must-see type of talent and everything he's ever touched. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Randy, when it comes to just WWE, it's been there for 20 years now. And yep. records have been made. And, and he's just, I think that's somebody I would invest into. And I'm almost like almost talking myself into it right now. Actually, <laughs> like I'm going to start going out and investing in, in Randy Orton stuff just because, I just think he's grossly undervalued. It's cheap. He's cheap. Yeah. Really is. And and a lot of times. Like, I think someone get... just tweeted today as, as we're recording this. Someone just tweeted today. Like, it made an example of two other, like, Roman Reigns cards selling for, like, That's what I was gonna talk plus dollars a piece. And his card sold for $54. That's exactly what I was going to talk about. Is... Same exact freaking yep. car for the same set. Both golds, you know. And it sold for a fraction Yep. And uh, shout out to Flex Burkhead, who I've had on my channel for, we did an interview, we did a box break, which he got uh, annihilated on, but it was a good learning experience. (laughs) But uh, he put that out there. And that is, what is the discrepancy between a top guy and what is perceived to be a top guy, but their cards are way far apart. And it's something that I'll pose the question to you as after I get done explaining it, I've seen it in the sports card world. They talk, there's a lot of people talk about, is this person cardboard relevant? Meaning, do people care about their cards? And one, you know, we could look at the, let's just say Michael Jordan, top, tippy top guy. You could look at Shaquille O'Neal or some of these other guys that are Hall of Famers, put up huge numbers, have fan bases, but their cards are a fraction of what the top guys are. Mm-hmm. And there are my, you know, I, I agree with you that, you know, it gets to a point where if something's so cheap and you want to quote invest in something, you know, why not if it's that cheap? But then yeah. I also have to think like, how much growth does that have? Are we going to see the same thing that we've seen in other sports where, you know, hypothetically, let's take 50 Hall of Famers, three of them cards or, you know, they're, they're, those guys' cards are way, way up there. And the rest of the guys are like a fifth of the price. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a lot of different ways you can take that, but that's just something that I set because like, I remember seeing the list of like the NBA top 75 of all time and looking at the price discrepancies of their big cards between like number two and number 10. And, you know, in the common person who watches these guys play in this case, the common person who watches wrestlers, be it Roman Reigns or Randy Orton, in my opinion, as a fan, they're both kind of right there. Obviously, Roman is the top guy. Mm-hmm. Randy's not too far behind him. But from a cardboard perspective, there's a huge lag there. So, um, And I've even questioned that in the sports card world. I'm like, 
these guys are legends. Why are they not commanding a big, you know, is it the collector base? Is it um, people don't believe, like, I don't know, I can't figure it out, but it's something that I've kind of, kind of transitioned from my perspective into wrestling cards and kind of applied to the way I buy and sell and whatnot. I mean, yes, we have it in wrestling too. I mean, why isn't Bret Hart commanding? It's a great example. Yeah. Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Shawn Michaels. Why isn't, uh, you know, you can even go to like a level of like popularity of like, you know, Mr. Perfect or Rick Rude kind of stuff like that too. Why these guys aren't getting more money. I don't know if I'd necessarily put them in the same, you know, area as Bret Hart, obviously, but, but I, mean, it, Hart, I, I think a, it maybe just, that. maybe just goes back to the popularity. And you would think sure. that if they're pop, if the more popularity, the more fans, the more fans, the more they're going to want their stuff, be it action figures, cards, etc. And for a lot of these hall of famers, we're just not seeing it. I mean, no, we're something not. that's something that's interesting is I feel, I feel like I've seen more love for Jerry Lawler cards from different age groups, from different sets, be sure. it Chrome, be it All Stars, be it Jerry Lawler of all people, I actually see more love for his Paul Heyman, another one. I see more love for these guys than I do Randy Orton, and I'm just yeah. like I'm trying to figure it out. Like I, I just uh, whether I agree or disagree, it's just what is the I love learning and thinking yeah. about the thought process of how the hobby views these things. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't, I, there's no answer to it, I guess. I mean, unless we start going out and pulling every damn wrestler uh, <laughs> fan out there, it's like, what do you like? Why don't you like this guy? Um, but I mean, the same question can be asked, like, you know, how can you be a wrestling fan and collect everything else, but not cards? I mean, <laughs> yeah, here we go again. Yeah, that's even worse than the rookie card debate it, is, it is, how are you a wrestling fan and not collecting cards? Because most of these other sports, like, whether they're dabbling, whether they have one card, it's like they, they are somehow involved. And it seems like with wrestling, there, I, I we're picking up, we're getting there, we're getting there. We're AEW getting there. kicked it off. Yeah. Prism's getting it with um, the WWE actually advertising the product now, so we'll get there. Yeah. But it, it's interesting. Um, yeah. uh, Randy Orton's had, a, I'm Hall of Famer, great yeah. career. Uh, I don't see his cards going down really, so it just kind of depends on whether you like him or not, and kind of where he plays a part in your collecting hobby all it takes is one guy in the market to go around and say you know what i'm going to pay an, uh, a high value for for this particular randy orton card and that kickstarts everything yep all of a sudden maybe it's a a color blast maybe it's an older chrome tops chrome version of his card so a one of one whatever it may, case may be and then the trickle down effect ends up happening it could be something too like Maybe they go out and look at the 2002 Flair Royal Rumble and somebody goes out there, some, somebody with deep pockets and just wipes the floor of everything that's available and then re- they, they own the market essentially yeah. on that now. So Absolutely. It, like one person could take out that many cards and we've seen it happen on other things. So yep. it, it'll be interesting. Um, I, I think there are certain cards that I just don't understand. Like even his transcendent stuff is very affordable and you would yeah. think that like those are really good cards. So um I, I don't know. I, I really I say, I say in a few years, maybe five to ten years. Uh, you, I think maybe you might see some some a move on Randy Orton stuff to start really increasing in value. Maybe maybe in five to ten weeks. I don't know. Um, you know something else. Someone... It could be too. Is you know you go you're you're talking like you're talking about the Rick Rudes and the Kurt Hennings, and it's kind of who you like used to like to watch. And there's a even though Randy Orton's had this 20 year career, there are five-year-olds right now that love this guy 
yep. you know, 10 year olds, what, you know, if, if hypothetically fingers crossed, we can get th- them 10 years from now into the hobby hardcore, who did they, Oh, I loved watching Randy Orton when I was growing up. Where's his cards? Where's his rookie card? Where's his autographs? Where's this? Hey, my you know? son's got the, he's only got one little punching ba- a bag thing. It's got the, a blow up punching bag. It's Randy Orton. So that's who he gets to beat up every day if you want to. So I got <laughs> people underestimate the power of nostalgia and yeah. that right there, what you just said is all it could take because he could yeah. hypothetically could be like, man, I had the Randy Orton punching bag. I, I can't find another one. Yeah. What's something I can represent that, that, that moment in time, that feeling a Randy Orton card. Man, I'm getting my my I'm getting my kid in the, in the cards. So I think everybody should was born. So uh, somebody sent me uh, when I picked up this um, uh, the extra Loomis card recently. Someone was nice enough to uh, stick uh, some extra NXT type cards in there, like that. Not much. I, I, I gave them all to him. So he goes, "Ooh, who's this guy?" He's like, "You know, Dad, do you know him? Dad, do you know him?" <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it was just uh, it was just fun to watch him like go, "Ooh, take it out of the sleeves and put it back in the sleeves." And just, I didn't care he's mangling it up, so I right. put pick it in the corner. So I just that he was interested in collecting them. Right. Any yeah. and we've talked before about you know kids and the hobby and blah blah blah. But any time that I see any whether it's a you know five year old or three year old or a fifteen year old like somebody that's actually showing interest in the hobby, whether it's sports cards or you know, any, any Star Wars, wrestling, whatever, it, it just mm-hmm. makes me excited. And it's like, okay, well, I know this hobby has been going on for hundreds of years, but um, it, it's, you know, there's a, there's a future, hopefully, with all yep. of them getting into cards, even in this digital age we live in. Yeah. I think Randy Orton's going to be definitely bankable for people who are looking for something to invest in. I think it's not a bad uh, wrestler to invest in. I agree with you, especially as how cheap of some of it is. And yeah. Again, I stress this all the time. I want to stress it again. Maybe Randy Orton is the guy that you all of a sudden want to super collect because you have an attachment to it. I can't stress enough how fun super collecting is and putting together rainbows because it it takes the focus like, okay, you love Randy Orton, but then it also puts the focus on the collection mm-hmm. and not so much the, um, I, I don't know the term I want to use, kind of the daily stock market kind of mentality to yeah. it. Yeah, if you focus, if you're laser focused on a particular again, when I do stock, I'm, I only care about my particular company that I'm investing in. So that's it. The rest of the industry, I'm not really paying attention to so much. I mean, I I know a little bit about it, but I'm really focused on just this particular stock that I want. That's kind of how you kind of treat that when you're a player collector. I'm aware of Chrome and Finest and Prism and this and that, and I and I'm, I'm gonna, if there's something that's part of my player collector, I'm going to obviously look at it. Uh, but I'm, I'm just kind of, I don't have to worry about all the rest of the other crap that goes with that release. Right. I just focus on my one thing. And just as a public service announcement, once again, when you, since you've started doing the Kurt Angle and the, especially the modern stuff with Dexter Loomis yeah. and, uh, oh, Tony, there's no way you're going to be able to put together a rainbow of Dexter Loomis. How's all that been for you? I'm having fun doing it. I, I'm, I'm already, the, I started with the mindset of knowing that I probably won't get every color. I probably won't get all of them, but I don't care. Prism's made it so there's so many different uh, parallels to it uh, that I have fun kind of going over going, oh, I've already got, you know, the green pulsar, it's like that, whatever. I've already got the, the ruby. I've already got the red. I've got the red, white, and blue. I've got the cracked ice. I mean, it's fun to kind of just look at those things and go, oh, I have them. And oh, now I'm going to get the purple. I'm going to get the blue. And I'm going to get, I mean, it's just fun. And then you put them all together and it's just like, it's like looking at a page full of art that I created now, you know, yeah, it's, just really, it's really fun. Yeah, that's exactly it. When I'm going through my cross stuff with binders, I'm like, man, this this rainbow looks awesome. Or, oh, I'm missing two of these out of the rainbow. Yeah. Uh, 
So um, again, just taking the taking the monetary perspective because we just talked about investing in Randy Orton. Um, there, there's a you can do both. Like you know, you you can still buy things that you think other people would like, and then sell them down the road to then pay for the stuff you want. Sure. And don't like don't worry. I think there's a point too, and we're kind of getting off to a little sidebar here, but. I think there's a point where you could be completely foolish with your money for me. Like, okay, if you're going to spend a thousand dollars on this card and you may not be able to pay your car payments or your mortgage or whatever this month. Yeah. Probably, I mean, be, be smart. Yeah. Be smart about it. But as far as like, I, I so much of the stuff I collect, I don't care what it's worth. <laughs> like yeah. I just want it. Yeah. Like, I agree. Uh, like I don't, most of the cross stuff, like, I don't know that I'll, I'll probably never sell it. And if I do like, man, eh, I'll just get what I get. And I've had yeah. such a fun run with it. Yeah. Like, you know what? I'm kind of, uh, I'm missing that, that, that itch to start from scratch and collect something else against like that. So maybe it fuels something even more now. Yeah. And that could happen. It's always fun. It's, it's always okay to change lanes. And always. again, how many times have we said it, whether you're collecting, investing, flipping, putting sets together, doesn't matter if you're having doesn't fun and you're in the hobby, you're part of us. That's all that matters. Yep. Let everybody know where they can find you, where they can find out all that information about mm-hmm. who's in this new checklist coming out. Will PSA Wrestling grade this card? Cards.com. The official reference site of PSA. Yeah, it's just uh, interesting. I've been getting more uh, emails recently from uh, from mostly PSA. I got one from uh, from BGS, and I got one from actually HGC uh, HGA sent me one actually requesting information about a particular uh, release card from a release, but uh, mostly um, a PSA. But yeah, it's nice to know that uh, being back out there, getting things updated. Um, I think especially when the indie cards now have become so popular, it's right. our main focus when getting this stuff back up, just getting that information out there. Um, but everything's on wrestlingtradingcards.com. All the social media uh, that you can find us on is going to be on the bottom of every page. And uh, yeah, hit us up. And if you have a question, definitely hit us up. And it's kind of fun from my perspective to start uh, seeing, I'll say paying off, like not from necessarily a dollar perspective, but we've talked on previous shows and we've talked off air about, you know, it's such a grind to, you know, put in the work on content and the websites and social media, like updates and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But whenever, whenever you hit to a point where you like, people are starting to reach out to you about all of this stuff, it's like, it's, it's gotta be a great feeling. It is. Yeah, it is. Uh, I was unexpected. Like I was just, Oh, somebody else who wants to correct something, which is great because we made some corrections and updates for things or someone has a question about usually it's about like uh, they'll send a message like about wanting to know value like that's not our thing we don't give pricing so I'll just turn them over to, to Paul over at price guide. And then, uh, but lately I've been getting some emails from some of the grading companies, you know, like, hey, we checked out your checklist or your websites like that. Can you please reconfirm about this particular card? And uh, da, 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 you know, so, you know, we give them the information they need and hopefully it helps somebody to get uh, their card graded. Yeah. Uh, it's so disappointing when I hear that uh, someone says, oh, well, I, you know, I used you as a reference and uh, they still kicked it back as non-gradables like that. And like, yeah, what do we got to do, man, to, to, to correct that? Like what's, what needs to be done on our website to, to help, you know, uh, the grading companies. Now I'm not going to go out there and say, oh, I'm going to turn an unofficial card set and just get right. rid of the word unofficial. That's, that's not what I'm supposed to do, but um, just trying to, uh, you know, uh, help the community, man. Yep. W and don't forget to check out the WTC YouTube page. Uh, that's, I, I love listening to the content there. It, it's such a great channel and you can find everything I'm doing at, well, let's start with the hub of all the main content, 
Wrestling with Cards on YouTube. Again, please check that out and subscribe. You can check out, obviously, right here, the podcast you're listening to, whatever popular podcast platform this is on. Make sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. And check me out on social media at Zan Morning. Again, I'm not on there as much just because of all the bickering and nonsense that's been going on with a lot of the social media and the economic times and the prices dropping on my cards and blah, blah, blah. I don't got time for a lot of that, but if you send me a DM or reach out, I'm happy to help you answer a question, chat it up, tag me in it, share the show, tag us in it, whatever. Uh, just we're trying to get more people into the podcast to then get them into the hobby or vice versa. If they're already in the hobby, get them to listen to this podcast, just trying to grow the collector base of wrestling cards. And yeah, that's the whole reason we started it. That's the reason we're going to keep doing it. Yep. Anything else before we get out of here? Nope. Also go check out topropecon.com. I'm putting on a show September 16th and 17th in Tampa, Florida at the Florida state fairgrounds expo hall. Great list of talent, more names to be announced. Topropecon.com. If you guys like to get wrestling cards autographed in person, you know, go out there and buy those dollar fit. Hey, you can come to my eBay store, buy plenty yes, right. of those dollar fifty shipped base cards. Take them to Top Rope Con. The list of guys that are going to be there is completely loaded, so it's going to be a great opportunity to get some autographs and pictures and watch some wrestling too, right? Yep. Saturday night after the show, there'll be live wrestling there. It's going to be an invasion angle going on. Oh man, we got a special. You said Chuckster wasn't going to be there. No, I don't think he's going to be there. I'd love for him to be there, but I don't think uh, Paul, Paul will be there. Is Paul doing um, the invasion? No, 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 no. <laughs> Canadian invasion? Yeah, Canadian invasion. But uh, <laughs> no, we have uh, two two wrestling companies are going to be actually, um, uh, there's going to be an invasion angle, something going on. It's like that. And oh, boy. we just found out today, confirmed today, there's going to be a special all new title belt that will be up Whoa. for grabs between these two companies. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that's got to be awesome to, to know that the show you're putting on is kind of not only is it the first of its kind, but it like all of these things are kind of happening there. And it, it's it, a lot. It's, 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 it's nerve wracking. I'm going to tell you that right now. There's a lot of money being involved in this, uh, which is always the case in any of these things. But it's nerve wracking, making sure that ultimately I want everybody to be happy. I want the talent mm -hmm. to be happy. They had a good experience and share it with the other you know, wrestlers. Hey, got to do this show in Tampa, Florida next year. It was great. They took good care of me. I want the fans to have a good time and say, hey, I, you know, I got to see some cool wrestlers. I got good interactions. It was, uh, you know, I, I just want it all to be good and make sure everybody has a good time so we can do this uh, as an annual thing. Again, having fun, getting yep. information out there. It's what it's all about. So yep. thank you guys for listening. Until next time. Keep collecting, number one. Keep having fun. Actually, that should be number one. But either way, as long as you're doing both of those, you should be having a good time in the hobby. And hopefully we're helping contribute to the time out of your day that you're taking to listen to us. Until next time, see ya. Yeah.